lads. Explain those bad lads. That's a hell of a name. Greetings, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of The Brief, right here on Badlands Media. I'm your host, Patrick Gunnels, and Ash is off today uh, due to her just bailing me out repeatedly. I had, uh, I was in Dallas, and I just, I had too much going on, and so Ash is getting a much-deserved day off. As you can see, I've just set up my studio again. When I go out of town, I just take all my stuff with me, including my webcam. Uh, I, I keep all of my things in a little mobile studio that I can just pick up and go, and it fits in one backpack. It's pretty cool. I can I can set up and tear down in like five minutes. So it's fun stuff. A uh, little fun thing uh, that's going to be going on very soon. I'm about to announce the new flavor of angel paste, the new uh, variety of angel paste. And uh, the reason I'm excited about it is because, you know, when you go to like those fancy salons and stuff and you get a facial or, you know, you get a massage somewhere and they, they sell you stuff, you know, they sell you little add-ons. One of them is a vitamin C infused product. Getting vitamin C on your skin is huge. And those things are just friggin' expensive expensive. And it shouldn't be that expensive to get vitamin C into your skin. So the essential oil that we're using, I'm not going to reveal it just yet, but you're going to be able to figure it out, is high in vitamin C. And that, how did I not think of that? That is so essential uh, to health in general, so powerful, uh, to, so powerful as a detoxifier. So uh, I'm kind of excited to say that the next Angel Paste incarnation will be very high in vitamin C. We'll be announcing it on the Devolution Power Hour. I'm very excited about it. All right. Now, we say we actually uh, do the brief. Does that sound like fun? All right. Patrick, point your camera up just a smidge so we can see the tippy top of your head. All right. Hang on. I want to center myself between the two thingies. I don't know. All right. Point up, 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 up. Tippy top, tippy top. How's that? All right. Uh, vitamin C is heat labile. All right. So yes, if you, I don't know what labile means in this case, minopulent heat labile. Doesn't labile mean like, like, I don't know what that means. Anyway, uh, the, the gist is, yeah, uh, we're going to have a warning on, on the, the vitamin C stuff that you need to not go sunbathing when you're, when you have this on your skin. So yeah. Anyway, I don't know what labile means. I need to look that up. Maybe it has something to do with lips. Anyway, all right. What do you say we actually get to the brief? Oh, but who are our sponsors for the day? We have, guys, we got love litters. Hey, everybody, smash that thumbs up, if you please. Really appreciate it if you do that. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about love litters. I can find their video. Boy, it's been a while since I've been sitting here at my wonderful desk, which I love. So I'm going to have to start going to Dallas on a regular basis. And I got to tell you guys something. The drive from Houston to Dallas is for the birds. <laughs> I don't like it. So I got to figure out a way to get into Dallas and then get out of Dallas in a way that isn't miserable. And I think it's going to have to involve air travel, like economy class, just bam in, bam out, that sort of thing. Because I'm not, that, it's a four and a half hour drive. I don't, I can't do it on a regular basis anymore. I, I'm just, I, I'm, my back is getting too old and decrepit to put up with that crap. Anyway, let's talk about love litters, guys. Attention all you badlanders with purring pals. And feathered friends, say hello to Love Litters, 100% pure kiln-dried wood, free from chemicals and oh-so-kind to Mother Earth. No dust, no mess, and no toxins. Just a lightweight solution that's gentle on your wallet and even gentler in your home. Our biodegradable litter is crafted from wood, destined for landfills, giving it a new purpose in your pet's life. Cats love it. Our astonishing formula works like magic to neutralize that notorious 
cat urine odor, keeping your home pine fresh and welcoming. For bird lovers, it zaps moisture from bird droppings, crumbling them away, all while being safe if pecked at or ingested. For reptiles and critters, too, our mix is crafted to dilute the pine scent, ensuring those little lungs stay happy and healthy. Plus, every 30-pound bag of love litters will last up to six months, saving you money. Transform your pet care routine today. Visit badlandsmedia.tv slash litter. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash litter. And breathe easy with a litter that loves your pet as much as you do. All right, what do you think about that light? Is that too much? I, uh, I have my I have my, my ring light on. <laughs> Not sure exactly. Ooh, that's blue. Anyway, let me know what you think of my lighting. I should probably get a professional in here to to make my lighting, you know, look not quite so Nosferatu-ish. Okay. Let's start with the brief, shall we? If anybody figure out what labile means, let me know. All right. The brief. Where is the where is the Badlands news brief? There we go. This is from badlands.substack.com. Produced five days a week by the ever indefatigable Burning Bright. All right, I'm just going to check the chat real quick because this whole labile word is driving me nuts. I very rarely hear a word I don't know the meaning of. And so... Uh, Medbeds Co. says, did I hear Patrick say, lay lines? Like, if I told you you have a nice body, would you hold it against me? That kind of lay line. No, not that kind of lay line, although that one is excellent. I bet you that shit works. But only for the good-looking and young and only against the drunk. All right, so, Patrick, we landed on the moon. <laughs> Oh, God, I love you people. I don't know what I would do without you. McColeman Photo says, hi, from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Nice. How are the beaches in Myrtle Beach? I've got to know. Asking for a friend. Okay. Anyway, nobody knows what labile means. All right, let's move on. From the Badlands News Brief. An embattled media, mysterious outages, and gay history by Burning Bright. First story. CBS faces uproar after seizing investigative journalists' files. Anyone who isn't confused really doesn't understand the situation. Those words from CBS icon Edward R. Murrow came to mind this week after I spoke with journalists at the network. There is trouble brewing at BlackRock. What? Okay, so it's both BlackRock and the headquarters of CBS, or BlackRock, which is the name of the headquarters of CBS. Uh, after the firing of Catherine Herridge, an acclaimed investigative reporter, many of us were shocked after Herridge was included in layoffs this month. But those concerns have increased after CBS officials took the unusual step of seizing her files, computers, and records, including information on privileged sources. The position of CBS has alarmed many, including the Union, as an attack on free press principles by one of the nation's most esteemed press organizations. I have spoken confidentially with current and former CBS employees who have stated that they could not recall the company ever taking such a step before. One former CBS journalist said that many employees, quote, are confused why Herridge was laid off as one of the correspondents who broke news regularly and did a lot of original reporting, end quote. That has led to concerns about the source of the pressure. He added that he had never seen a seizure of records from a departing journalist and that the move had sent a chilling signal in the ranks of CBS. The Hill. Our take. There was a moment back in 2009 when Obama denied a Fox News journalist access to the briefing room and the entire institution of the press revolted. By his second term, journalists were openly critical of the former president's secrecy and treatment of the press. Quote, this is the most closed control freak administration I've ever covered, said David E. Sanger, chief Washington correspondent for the New York Times back in 2013. 
It appears that despite the overwhelming transparency of the Trump administration marked by unprecedented access to the press, we've returned to the secrecy of the Obama years. That's not terribly surprising since, as I mentioned in my other take today, it's the same people. The O'Biden administration is a puppet of the global corporate communist cabal, which includes CBS. The reason I brought up that moment in 2009 is that I haven't seen the press get this mad since then. It's jarring when all the mockingbirds get mad in Obama's direction. It's memorable. It's important. CBS's alleged confiscation of Catherine Herridge's personal files is one of the worst violations of freedom of the press in modern history. As Turley says, this is the kind of overreach that organizations engaging in journalism are expected to fight to the point of imprisonment. Clearly, this network isn't in the journalism business any longer. This should be the end of the cabal broadcasting service. The unions should sue, journalists should walk off for good, and sources should refuse to collaborate. Posterity should remember their giant eyeball logo in its appropriate context, which coincidentally just happens to be one of the network's most popular shows. Big Brother. <laughs> Ash in America. Ash, that is absolutely brilliant. All right, so Carol Broach says labile chemistry, easily broken down or displaced. The breakage of labile bonds, killer. Okay, so basically, yeah, we we uh we know about the the issues with vitamin C being fragile, uh, but also uh, you 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 need to not go sunbathing while you've got vitamin C all over your skin. So what you do is you put this stuff on your body and face when you're in the house. Give it a chance to absorb. Do it at night. Or if you do it during the day, don't go out in the sun. So anyway, uh, Dave at X22 says we are in an awakening phase. So I'm reading what you call it, uh, the fourth turning. And you have awakenings and you have crises. I think this is a crisis. I think the awakening already happened and we're in a crisis now. I think there's awakening, then post-awakening, then crisis, then awake, then post-crisis, then awakening. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong about that, but I think this is a crisis phase. A and the two are distinct. Medbeds can't share everything we're doing or now. Oh, okay. You're not, you don't mean medbeds themselves. You mean the gentleman whose name is medbeds in the chat. Gotcha. All righty, Roo. I'm so excited about this new new thing with vitamin C, guys. I can't wait to put it on my own skin. I've got my own, like, I, I felt so friggin' ripped off when I got this stuff that I, I got I got some vitamin C stuff, serum, and I was just like, this is the price? Are you freaking serious? So we can, we can do better than that. That's all I'm saying. All right, anyway. Let's go ahead and move on to the next story. Excuse me, I had to sneeze. Next story, AT&T says outage wasn't cyber attack despite widespread conspiracy theories online. AT&T issued a statement Thursday night to explain that the telecom's widespread network outage earlier in the day wasn't caused by a cyber attack. Countless conspiracy theories emerged online Thursday morning as people naturally wondered why they'd lost service. Theories that will we hope, be put to rest as AT&T investigates the exact cause of the service disruption. Quote, based on our initial review, we believe that today's outage was caused by the application and execution of an incorrect process used as we were expanding our network, not a cyber attack, AT&T said in a statement published to its website. We are continuing our assessment of today's outage to ensure we keep delivering the service that our customers deserve. Social media was swamped with wild ideas on Thursday about what may have been behind the outage, including an attack by a geopolitical adversary of the U.S. like China or Russia. Alex Jones, America's most well-known professional conspiracy theorist, he's actually an intelligence operative named Bill Hicks, insisted during his show on Thursday that there was an 80% chance that it was China. What a scumbag. And a smaller chance it was the globalists themselves, the globalists themselves, who might be carrying out a false flag attack. Gizmodo. Oh, God. Guys, I, you know, some of you may, may love Alex, Alex Jones. I, That's a bad, bad, bad guy. Our take. I mean, I'm not suggesting 
we had something to do with provoking the major cell outage that went viral today across much of the Western world. But I am saying that John Harold, Just Human, and I discussed CISA at length in last night's episode of the Devolution Power Hour. In all seriousness, I think outages are some of the most mimetic and viral events that catch the interest of the truth community, largely emanating from hints dropped in the Q operation. And just based on the deductive reasoning most anons and researchers employ that posits that the collectivist enemy is probably going to have to attempt some sort of major communications disruption when things really start going against them in earnest, the central narrative can never seem to come to any firm consensus on what causes these outages. Alternating between updates, solar events, and Ma China, Ma Russia, but the fact that the collective mind knows there are things to distract us from is a net win to me burning bright. And I will just say that whatever the official story is, that's the thing that you can discard instantly and try to figure out why they would choose that particular cover story. It was China is the gayest explanation imaginable. I would not trust what Chris, what is his name? Christopher Ray. I, I would not trust that son of a bitch if he told me the sky was blue. Uh, all right. Skywalker says Alex Jones was limited hangout, making the truth sound crazy because of the way it is said. I think that's there's truth to that. I, I agree. There's a lot more to that scumbag than than just that guy's job. And the guy, the guy who actually was Alex Jones or the guy who the guy who played Alex Jones before Bill Hicks took over for him was a totally different dude. There was an Alex Jones who actually was the real Alex Jones, or at least was the same age and height uh, of Alex Jones. Wow, okay, so this is pretty kick-ass. We have some really smart people in this audience. Uh, chemical elements, cobalt, vanadium, and iron are, I guess, labile? Anyway, labile meaning open to change, unstable. All right, nice stuff. I think we have some, I think we have another sponsor we should get to. Oh, hello. That's right. Gold Co., my friends. Let me get our Gold Co. video first. Boom. Are you concerned about the $6 trillion at stake in the upcoming 2024 election? The Wall Street Journal has reported a critical issue. The looming decision on extending tax cuts scheduled to expire after 2025. Republicans advocate for extending Trump's tax cuts, while the Democrats lean towards letting them expire and increasing taxes on top earners and corporations, potentially creating a massive $6 trillion gap. But fear not. There's a way to protect yourself from this impending threat. Join the thousands of hardworking Americans who are taking proactive steps to safeguard their savings. Visit BadlandsGold.com to claim your free 2024 gold and silver kit and fortify everything you've worked for. You may even qualify for up to 10% back in bonus silver, but hurry, supplies are limited. Don't leave your financial future to chance. Act now to diversify and shield your savings against the uncertainties ahead. Get your free 2024 gold and silver kit today at badlandsgold.com and take control of your financial destiny. Booyah. I'm loving the chat this morning. Guy's giving me chemistry lessons. So rusting iron is labile. I guess that's how that word gets used. Huh. And a UK Alex Jones is also a female and a conspiracy theorist. Uh, I just want you all to know, in my opinion, which is correct, uh, it is not debatable that Alex Jones is an operative who is actually Bill Hicks. It shouldn't be debated at this point. If you've looked into it, it's case closed. It is as clear as can be. It's the same dude. They did a little bit of cosmetic surgery. Uh, he's, he's literally 13 years older than the real Alex Jones, who they switched out or killed, one of the two. Uh, anyway. All right. So somebody says, I'd be better on baseless conspiracies than John, for sure. Rebel Ruby, I disagree. So the, the beauty of baseless conspiracy... Be, uh, baseless conspiracies is that John is going to conspiracy school. I would be more of a red pill 78 character on that show. So if somebody were to, if I were to sub for anybody on that show, then I would never need to sub for John. I would sub for, for Zach. 
And if you were to sub out John, you'd want to put in a CanCon. That would be a good guy to put in there. Uh, let's see who else. I think Ash would be pretty good. Uh, she's really good about being open-minded to conspiracy theories while also being skeptical. Uh, another person who'd be a fantastic. Ooh, you stick uh, Kyle. Put Kyle in there in John's place. He's got, he's got strong normie energy as well. All right, but anyway, not me. No, I'm I'm about as far out there as you get, and by far out there, I mean I'm right about stuff. All right, next story. What a racist douche nozzle! Musk blasts woke AI Gemini's product head as Google halts image generation over inaccuracies. Alphabet's Google announced on social media platform X, formerly Twitter, that its artificial intelligence model Gemini would pause the image generation of people. This comes after the woke-tuned model produced countless images of black and Asian people when prompted by the user, but refused to do the same for white people. Quote, we're already working to address recent issues with Gemini's image generation feature. While we do this, we're going to pause the image generation of people and we'll re-release an improved version soon, Google wrote on X. Google continued, we're aware that Gemini is offering inaccuracies in some historical image generation depictions. What a racist douche nozzle Elon Musk wrote on X. <sighs> Referring to... Crawchick's radical postings on X, K-R-A-W-C-Z-Y-K. And I'm pretty good at guessing pronunciations, but I am not sure on that one. Pollocks, what are you going to do? All right, there it is. What a racist douche nozzle. Our take. I won't be the first to say garbage in, garbage out, in reference to Google's massive and highly entertaining AI fail. But it really should be emphasized. Generally speaking, this is a big struggle in the AI industry, not just because of companies like Google intentionally inputting things like CRT as foundational to the technology's systems, but because even basic AI chatbots relying on decades of mainstream news sources see what's been uplifted as central within our culture and spit out what they're seeing. This bias has been baked into our culture. For this very reason, I sometimes use AI to steel man my own arguments by interrogating something like ChatGPT, knowing it will give me the kind of refutation our enemy will on the battlefield. Elon Musk's attempts at producing a non-woke AI are laudable because AI does need to be shown what has been done to warp our culture to reflect the truth of our situation in what it produces. But we also need to see where all of this intersects, the AI issue, the gender ideology issue, Apple Vision Pro zombies. The intersection is transhumanism. Outsourcing too much of our humanity to AI is a transhumanist issue. Gender ideology is a primer for transhumanist philosophy by promoting the idea that the human body is an obstacle to finding the self, normalizing virtual and augmented reality in our everyday lives based on trends set by a ruling corporatocracy is a transhumanist issue. We are being groomed intentionally and unintentionally for a transhumanist future. So. While I am amused at Musk calling all of this out, I also see his brain chip endeavors and his attitude towards the merger of human thought and technology as relatively unchecked in a culture that is already teaching children they can swap out new body parts. For most people, the moving parts of this are not clear in how they connect. We should not be shocked when they suddenly collide to form a generation of transhumanist kids or transhuman kids. And we should be doing what we can now to preserve the values that merge culture and technology with an eye on future generations. I know our enemy's eyes have been generations down the line for centuries. Simon Esler. So I'm going to say, let's just do a quick thought experiment. I hate that expression. Let's look, you know, another term for thought experiment, hypothetical. So let's just look at this hypothetical you get somebody with locked-in syndrome. And I only know about locked-in syndrome because there was an episode of House where the patient was played by most deaf and he had locked-in syndrome, meaning he's conscious, he's lucid, but he has 
no ability other than just to blink his eyes, to speak, to move, to communicate in any way. Locked in syndrome. And even in that episode of House, they indicated strongly, we can hook his brain up to make it so he can move a mouse. That is what these chips are doing right now. Wouldn't you want to give that functionality to, per to a person with locked in syndrome? Hi, sweetheart. So sometimes this one likes to come in and say hi. Sometimes mom loses track of her and she wants to come see Patrick. Okay, now say hi to everybody over there. Say, see, that's where they are, right there. That's the camera, sweetheart. Look, see, right there. See that green light? That's the camera. Say hi. Say hi. hi. Hello. Hi. Right hi. now, you. Hello. I love you. You need to go see mommy. Okay. okay. Love you. Bye bye. Uh, bye bye. All right. All right. That is always impromptu, and it means mom. Bye. Bye. Mom has lost track of her, so she's going back downstairs to go see mommy. Yep, she is absolutely irresistible and I have to do work. I have to work very hard not to have myself completely wrapped around her finger. All right. Next. All right. So wait, to continue with what I was saying about uh, this uh, chip in the brain thing. What about somebody who has locked in syndrome? Can we stick a chip in their brain so that they can communicate with the outside world? What about people who are, you know, horribly paralyzed, unable to speak? That... That's a use case for this stuff. So I don't want to just automatically say everything is satanic and evil. I want to say that I think there is a place in our society for these technologies. There's another issue, and, and Elon Musk does bring it up. It is this concept of artificial superintelligence. I am undecided on the implications of artificial superintelligence. Would it be benevolent? Would it be malignant? Would it potentially just be an oracle in a box? Could it escape the box and take over all of our systems and because of its original programming designed to turn us all into paper clips? Now, that sounds freaking psychotic, I know. But Elon Musk's solution for the artificial superintelligence problem is to take human beings along for the ride so that human beings are the ones who become artificially superintelligent. I'm not getting a chip put in my brain. I, I do agree, though, from melt with Meltdown 22081, just like fire could be used for good or bad. Uh, there are a lot of very smart people trying to figure out what happens when the computers really do get too smart? And I don't know if that's a serious crisis on the horizon. Quite frankly, I lack the intelligence to suss it out completely. I do know that it's not a crazy thing to worry about. Don't chip me, bro, says Grace and Grit 17. <laughs> oh, I love you people. All right, let me make sure that I don't uh, screw everybody over on the rants. $10. Too big for bike. Last night, partly cloudy, full moon, I used a Ketotech IR infrared thermometer and compared moonlight on the ground to shadow on the ground. Moonlight was 36 degrees, shadow 39. Moonlight cooler, just saying. Thank you for actually running that experiment, uh, running that demonstration yourself. Just for those of you who don't already know, the light from the moon makes things cooler. That literally proves that that is not reflected light from the sun. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, but it, it is what it is. And I've never run the I've never run that demonstration myself. Others have, though. Brogent $5, labile, open to change, readily changeable or unstable. I love you people. Labile. I've never heard that word before in my life. I'm big into words, too. All right, I think those are the two super chats. I will keep an eye on that in the future. Okay. Ooh. All right, Who's, who wants to, uh, to go to the next story? Next. Judge overseeing Trump's Georgia case donated to Fatty Willis campaign prior to appointment. <laughs> 
Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee, who is overseeing the case against former President Donald Trump, made a small donation of $150 to Fulton County District Attorney Fatty Willis's campaign prior to his appointment. McAfee, who was sworn in on February 1st, 2023, after being appointed by Republican Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, made his donation in June 2020 while still working as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Department of Justice. According to financial disclosures, he will soon have to decide whether Willis should be disqualified over allegations that she financially benefited from appointing her romantic partner, Nathan Wade, to work on the Trump case. McAfee also formerly worked under Fatty Willis when she had the complex trial division of the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, according to the New York Times. Atlanta-based criminal defense attorney and legal analyst Philip Holloway told the Daily Caller News Foundation McAfee's donation was nominal, but said it should still have been disclosed to the defendants so they could determine, quote, whether they believe that amounted to a conflict of interest on the part of the judge. The Daily Caller. Our take. On the one hand, the donation was only $150 and it was made three to four years ago. On the other, Judge McAfee failed to disclose it. The Fatty Willis Rico case is such an abundance of disclosure, it's hard to believe it's taking place on camera. The most urgent matter pending before the court is the fate of Fatty. Will she be allowed to continue prosecuting President Trump, or will the all-cash, all-luxury, but totally legit relationship between her and Mr. Wade disqualify them both. It's a question of impropriety and conflicts of interest, and Judge McAfee is expected to rule as early as next week on this specific matter. First, the fact that it is now being reported that the judge himself failed to disclose a donation to the prosecutor despite its age or amount is concerning. Even the appearance of impropriety can materially harm the public trust. <laughs> public trust, what public trust? This case is lousy with the appearance of impropriety and the case itself is unprecedented. A novel, legal, persecution of a former president and current leading candidate. After Captain Kaplan and Engoron's abuses of discretion resulted in outcome determinative, material prejudice against Donald Trump, this case should be finished. That is, if the public is to be expected to place any trust in the legal system going forward. Going a bit deeper, Judge McAfee has been fair and allowed both sides latitude in recent proceedings. He allowed Harrison Floyd to explore evidence previously blocked in other courts. He allowed Fatty Willis to go on and on while on the stand. The last move was latitude for Fatty, but it only hurt her claims that she is not, as it seems, corrupt. He's looking at Mr. Bradley's text messages in camera, that means in chambers, Judge McAfee's treatment of this case, though we don't yet know his ruling of Wade and Willis, has stirred a bit of hope in me that there may be still a thing called justice. It's a very little bit, but I can't deny that it's there. Considering all that, is it strange that the first judge that seems fair is now facing character assassination? Whom does that help? Finally, Fatty's must-see TV hearing last week was instructive for me yesterday in a totally unrelated story. Kyle posted another user's thread on the Smirnoff indictment, and it is threads within threads. About 30 minutes in, I found myself reading about some corruption allegations against Ukrainian public officials. The specific investigations at that part of the story were into behavior that was much clearer and easier to recognize, thanks to Ms. Willis. Trips and gifts and large cash payments. In other words, having watched Fatty's hearing helped me understand a much more complicated and arguably more important to the public interest corruption investigation because the behavior of the corrupt people is, at its core, very similar. Now, consider that the Ukrainian oligarch exposures in that thread are proving definitively that the Biden crime family is a sideshow to the Obama crime administration, the same people running the Biden administration now. And Nathan Wade invoiced the White House. It's probably nothing. Let's see what happens. Ash in America. All right, I want to say hello to all 3,680 people watching right now. Uh, I also want to say thank you to Too Big for Bike, another $10. If gravity is the attraction that a large, massive object has on other objects, I can prove that gravity isn't real. I have no 
physical attraction to fatty's fat ass. Well, that makes one of us, bro. <laughs> All right, let's move right along. Yeah, gravity's fake, and Henry Cavendish was a batshit crazy inbred moron. But, you know, I could be wrong. No, I'm not, there's no chance. There's literally no chance that I'm wrong. All right. Next story. Hey, smash the like for me, will you? Just to give you, just to give you a a basic idea here. Uh, we have 3,700 watching, so we should have 740 if we can get 20%. How many likes do we have? 495. I'm gonna have to give y'all a C minus right now. So there's that. All right, next. Greece protests Netflix's portrayal of Alexander the Great as gay. Greek cultural minister Lena Mendoni is outraged by U.S. streaming service Netflix's take on Alexander the Great with its new show, The Making of a God. The Greek minister of culture is upset that Alexander the Great, one of the most prominent figures in ancient history, is portrayed as homosexual along with his main friend in the show. An opinion piece in the Greek daily Eleftheros Tipos had already been published earlier saying that this was a distortion of the truth. In the article, Oliver Stone's 2004 film, Alexander, was blamed for, quote, launching a propaganda campaign about Alexander the Great's homosexuality. Dimitris Natsios, the president of the right-wing Nikki party, interesting, interesting last name for somebody who's a president of the right-wing Nikki party, but whatever, called the series, quote, deplorable, unacceptable, and unhistorical, and said the film aims to subliminally, com subliminally convey the idea without any basis that homosexuality was acceptable in ancient times. Natsis, okay, they've, they've spelled his name two different ways now, so thanks, guys. Way to edit. Also asked Mendoni what he thought about all of this. The culture minister said the series is full of historical inaccuracies, which, quote, shows the negligence of the director and the lack of quality of the script. There is no mention in the sources that this friendship goes beyond the boundaries of friendships as defined by Aristotle, said Mendoni. Asked by Nathosios, okay, is this the same friggin' guy and with a third spelling of his name? Hey, you people need to go back to retard school, Remix News. I, I have no idea which one of these spellings is correct. There's three spellings of the same damn name. Whether the Greek government would take action against Netflix over this, Mendoni said that, quote, such a move would be unconstitutional. Greece's constitution has protected artistic freedom since the early 19th century. Remix News. Uh, my take on this is, I'd like, I don't have a take on the homosexuality or heterosexuality of Alexander the Great. It's a long ass time ago. I don't know that the, the freaking guy existed. All right, our take. I think it's important to go beyond just referring to communism and Marxism and get clear what we're dealing. We are dealing with communist warfare with neo-Marxist warfare. This context helps because we can then use the lens of warfare, i.e. strategic objectives, operations to achieve those objectives and the tactics that make up those operations. There is a primary strategic objective coming from our neo-Marxist enemies to queer history. Queer as a verb in this case. This Netflix series is a good example of an operation tied to this objective. Neo-Marxist warfare tends to focus on establishing what they call counter-hegemonies, which target a cultural power structure that seems to have a white heteronormative, cis-normative, patriarchal figure or influence at the top and then invert that power stru structure. DEI and ESG scores are basically massive neo-Marxist counter-hegemony operation. Tactically, these queer history operations target one cultural figure and use them to create a new historical narrative. They did the same thing with Joan of Arc a few years ago, claiming she was trans. Call it all out as neo-Marxist warfare, not just political differences. Those who don't understand they are facilitating warfare have been ideologically subverted to participate, but it's still warfare. Bring the war itself into the Overton window, says Simon Essler. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, Simon, big, big thanks for the, the insight here. Whether or not Alexander the Great was gay, 
this queering history thing, making everybody aware this is part, this is what the war is. Make everything gay. That's a great way to wage war on the population. Your history is gay as F, guys. So go have sex with each other. I, I don't know exactly how it works, but but I think I think there's a lot to be said for what Simon has. There's all these takes are brilliant today, but but I, I really particularly enjoyed this one. Uh, let's we're about to get to the bonus items, but uh, if you please, I'd like to talk to you about the well the valedictory the valedictory tour of rose-infused angel paste. Guys, uh, angel paste in general is the best lotion the world has ever known. It consists only of food-grade plant oils. And we are just about to run out. It's perfect timing, too. We're just about to run out of these rose-infused angel paste uh, bottles. Rose essential oil has antioxidant, calming, mood-elevating properties. They don't say you come out smelling like a rose for nothing. There is no fragrance in the world. And this is not fragrance. This is essential oil, but it's fragrant. It has the aroma of success, the aroma of genius, the aroma of peace and harmony, of tranquility. You put this on your skin. It wafts into your nasal passages. It is the best thing to begin your day with. I put it all over my face every single day. These things, when you put them on your skin, have incredible health-inducing effects. You just go to angelpaste.com and look at the reviews, the testimonials. It's incredible. Go to badlandsmedia.tv slash angelpaste. Use promo code badlands to pry a dollar from my avaricious hands. Uh, you will learn exactly how powerful this stuff is. It still comes in unscented, but this rose-infused angel paste, you're going to miss it when it's gone. It is, it is one of the most amazing things I have ever smelled. I'm smelling it right now, guys. Just absolutely changes everything to be able to have the scent of rose in your life. All right. And don't forget that angel paste, that uh, badlandsmedia.tv slash angel paste. It takes you to epicthreads.tv, which is where we sell angel paste. It's the most convenient place for you to put your order in because it automatically enters it into our system. If you go to angelpaste.com, we have to manually and it's, it's the whole thing. But anyway, go to badlandsmedia.tv slash angel paste. Use promo code Badlands. Get the rose stuff, guys, while it still lasts. It won't be won't be here again until February 2025. All right, and don't forget to smash that like button, guys. Next story in the bonus items. Vice Media to stop publishing on Vice.com plans to cut hundreds of jobs. Vice Media said it would stop publishing content on its flagship website and plans to cut hundreds of jobs. Following a failed effort by owner Fortress Investment Group to sell the embattled digital publisher and its brands, the moves were laid out in an internal memo from Chief Executive Bruce Dixon, a copy of which was reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. Quote, it is no longer cost effective for us to distribute our digital content the way we have done previously, Dixon told employees in the memo. He said the company could partner with established media companies to distribute its content. Quote, as part of this shift, we will no longer publish content on Vice.com. Dixon said Refinery29, the company's women's lifestyle-focused site, would continue to operate as a standalone publishing business. He said the company is in advanced discussions to sell Refinery29, as the journal previously reported. Quote, we expect to announce more on that in the coming weeks, he wrote. With this strategic shift comes the need to realign our resources and streamline our overall operations advice. Dixon wrote, regrettably, this means that we will be reducing our workforce, eliminating several hundred positions. Employees who will be affected will be notified about next steps early next week. The fresh round of staff cuts is part of a plan to make the company profitable since new owners took control of Vice last June. The Wall Street Journal. Vice is yet another casualty of this vanguard BlackRock led campaign to wokeify everything as as the brilliant eric carlson has said go woke go broke don't go woke also go broke take your pick because if you don't go woke then blackrock and vanguard won't put your stock as part of their portfolios and you depend on that you're owned you're a hostage next story Lara Trump vows largest ever legal ballot harvesting operation if elected RNC co-chair. 
<sighs> Lara Trump says efforts of historic proportions are needed to ensure that Republicans, including her father-in-law, former President Donald Trump, win the November 5th election. Ms. Trump says she is ready to take on that challenge if she becomes co-chair of the RNC, as President Trump has recommended. In an exclusive interview with the Epoch Times before a February 21st campaign stop, Ms. Trump declared, quote, we need to have the biggest legal ballot harvesting operation this country has ever seen. Ballot harvesting, which is legal in many states, allows people to deliver other voters absentee or mail-in ballots to election officials. Some fear this practice facilitates election fraud. Oh, you think? Republicans have long frowned upon it. Democrats have taken advantage of it. Whether or not they, the Democrats, do it legally, that's up for discussion, Ms. Trump said. In any case, Ms. Trump says it's time for Republicans to start attacking the game differently. Ms. Trump's remarks to the Epoch Times and later to supporters provided new insights about her vision for a revamped and reinvigorated RNC. Quote, it feels for a long time like the Democrats have been playing chess and we've been playing checkers, she said. Her goal is for the Republican Party, quote, to be the opposite, to be steps ahead of them and on our toes and ahead of the game and facing forward the whole time the Epic Times. I will weigh in to say that unless we get an election system with results the people can trust because those results are transparent and observable by regular scum like us, it doesn't matter what the results of the elections are. You could pump it out there that Donald Trump won 90% of the vote. And unless we have the ability to check on that, the results are of no value. If you put election harvest, ballot harvesting in it, it just makes the elections even less transparent, even less reliable. So I pray to God Almighty and to Jesus, please provide us some kind of deus ex machina that renders our elections trustworthy. And then I'll abide by whatever results you like. Next. Zelensky opens Ukraine's National Guard to foreigners amid severe manpower crisis. Ukraine's devastating troop losses are long past crisis levels and its forces are in retreat along some key frontline areas, particularly in the region outside Avdivka in Donetsk, after Russia captured the city Saturday. The New York Times observed of the aftermath, quote, Without dominant hills, larger rivers, or extensive fortifications of the kind it built around Avdivka, over the better part of a decade, Ukraine will probably have to cede more ground to hold back Russian units. They don't have a well-established secondary line to pull back to. One analyst was cited in the Times as saying, Ukraine's leadership has long been mulling a new mass mobilization and conscription drive, which has received immense pushback from the war-wearied population. But instead of implementing that controversial measure domestically, President Zelensky is going a different route. He, on Wednesday, signed a decree opening up Ukraine's military forces, quote, to foreigners and stateless persons. They can now volunteer to serve in Ukraine's National Guard per the new order and may sign a contract at the private sergeant or officer levels, depending on their qualifications. Ukrainian media reports say, quote, to join the National Guard, foreign citizens need to apply to the Territorial Center for Recruitment and Social Support, TSC, at their place of residence or directly to the military unit in which they want to serve. Foreigners can join for an initial three-year period, with higher ranks possibly being committed for up to five years. What's more is that, quote, foreign women can also be recruited for military service if there are vacant female military positions, according to the reports. Zero hedge. And guys, thank you so much for attending uh, this edition of the brief. Uh, and thank you to uh, to Brogent and Too Big for Bike for your super chats. Really appreciate that as well. Let's see how we're doing on the like factory. 495 goes up to 635. 3909. Eh, you know, guys, we could do better than that. But thank you so much for, for working with me on getting that done. Uh, if we could get up to, you know, 700, 800 likes, that would be really, really great. And don't forget that, you know, if you want to support Badlands Media, one of the biggest ways you can support Badlands Media is by sharing this video. Post it to social media. You have friends who don't know that we exist. It's time that they knew we exist. We are the news without the freaking woke corporate bullcrap. And, uh, we're rarer than you think. Even the so-called alternative media is full of shills. We're not. 
So definitely share this video if you can. Smash that thumbs up or go straight to badlandsmedia.tv slash boost where you can do a donation that goes directly to Badlands at 100%. You can shop America First Companies at the Badlands shop. With every purchase, you'll be supporting Badlands Media and an America First business. Don't forget to become a Badlander. Opt in to be alerted to new shareable content and be our street team. And by all means, click on that thumb. Get us on the Rumble leaderboard. Thank you all for helping us grow Badlands Media. We are the news now. Thank you everybody for being here. I need to. I need this this to put me more centered uh, in between these things. But I'll get back to normal. And uh, I'm loving this chat pumping right into uh, pumping right into Streamyard. You have no idea how much easier it makes us makes it to share with the uh, to just interact with the chat in general. All right, guys. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to you. And uh, we do this show every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central, followed, of course, by Badlands Daily. And it's Friday, which means it's going to be CanCon and Chris Paul, or as I call them, Normie and the Beast. Thanks, everybody, for watching, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us, and don't forget to hit the thumbs up on this video. And a special thank you to all of our advertising partners. Please remember to shift your dollars to support those businesses that support Badlands Media.